you're not and we're live it goes live like instantly goes instant live what's up everybody two wheels to freedom live show number 101 with the legend cowboy kenny barcham let me go on facebook and hit the go live button to make sure we're half live you yeah youtube again youtube's got their shit together and um facebook is like you know they're finger banging or whatever's going on over there is it live on facebook now dude facebook is such a piece of shit and it well we may be going see hold on yep well I don't know what you want me to do about that output output settings we're live on YouTube yes like we said show Facebook posts so here we're gonna see if I can oh uh oh here we go it still says we plan to go live but then this should turn on at 8 30 or something dude this is the issue cowboy kenny wants to add in here he is yeehaw hold on i'll Facebook is a pain in the ass. Facebook's the only one. The rest of it's good. Yeah, exactly. That's why they're finicking. Um, I don't think anybody can hear you. Let me patch you in here to uh, the page. Cowboy Kenny. Add him. Um, there we go. Boom. Now everybody can hear you and see you and see all of us. I'm sweating already. Just feeling nervous about trying to get Facebook to work. (laughs) (laughs) It's like when a set is going poorly and then you're just profusely sweating for the next like five minutes that you stand there. That's what I got going on. (laughs) What's up, Kenny? How you been? Been good. Um, Chilling, living the dream. You are. That's good. You're still living the dream. (laughs) After all these years. That's good. Let me see. Why the fuck won't this thing go? Clint's the host and the... And the producer. Control tower. (laughs) (laughs) So it gets sticky sometimes. But, I bet. Yeah, I'm definitely not a not a technological guy. Neither am I. That's it's actually incredibly easy. I yeah. forwarded that link to my email, clicked on it, and it, it pretty much opened. Sweet. Oh, it says active broadcast to Facebook. So maybe at 8.30 it'll turn on. I don't friggin' know. Yeah, this new system's sweet because before it was Google Hangouts or Skype and everybody was trying to log in with mom's email or something like that because they didn't have it. And then this works <laughs> out really well. Yeah. 
it's pretty delayed. Like, uh, you know, when, when I move my hand or something, it's like probably a two second delay before it happens. Before it's actually live, you're saying? What's that? Before it's actually live. Yeah, I, like I said, whenever I move, it takes it a minute before it goes on the on the screen. Oh well, it's just because you move so fast, Kenny. <laughs> fast, <You're> like ninja. <laughs> you're such a fast mover. Um, <clears throat> here I can put you on here all by yourself. There you go. Now you're the star of the show, all all alone. Uh oh. <laughs> um, they don't want to see you, also. Nobody cares about us. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. No, I mean we can switch back and forth. Uh, so what's up, dude? You've been? Uh, have you ridden the whole? Did you ever stop riding for a period of time, or you just rode the whole time? Uh, I pretty much rode the whole time. Um, like. Oh seven, oh eight. I didn't ride a whole lot. I probably did maybe ten or fifteen shows those two years. Uh, I was racing rally cars a lot. That took up a lot of time, but uh, but I always raced, you know, even in those off times. Nice. Um, and you still doing the steel rodeo tour? Yeah, yeah. Still running steel rodeo tour. Uh, just putting on freestyle shows. We do a lot of halftime, you know, entertainment type stuff. Um, I don't usually do stand. What's that? At rodeos, right? Um, we jump at everything. Um, we do NASCAR races, music festivals, bike rallies, whatever. Um, the name of the company is Steel Rodeo Tour. That's a a good mainstay for us. I'd say probably 70% of our events are rodeos, but. Got it. Um, very good. Uh, used to you ride with Bartram all the time, or not Bartram? Uh, Biton. <laughs> ride with Biton. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Matt's a good kid for sure. Uh, we're actually part owners in one ramp. Like I own one ramp by myself, and then Matt and I half half and half another ramp. Um. So yeah, he rides a lot of my shows for me. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> so let's go back, dude, I'm trying to get Facebook going. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I was trying to find the Facebook thing. YouTube's we fired up. It's been going. Facebook is up now too. All right. I'm on it. I was just listening to us again and I was like, what is going on? Okay. <clears> so <throat> I can chill out and just talk to you now, Kenny. All right. Perfect. That's much better. Um, so you've been around since day one, I would say, you know, uh, yeah. the very first, uh, were they even, was it just a Vans triple crown or what? What was the first? Yeah, it was the Vans triple crown. They were, uh, four leaf entertainment was the name of the company that put on the first three shows. Um, uh, I think there was actually one that happened in like April of 98 and I did not go to that one. Um, but then October, no, October and November, there was three more, um, Tacoma, Washington, Lake Havasu, Arizona, and Las Vegas. And I, I was at those three. So. Uh, so, and how'd you do? You did pretty good at those, didn't you? 
Actually, I did horrible. Oh, yeah? <laughs> um, the first one at Tacoma, I, uh, I blew up my bike about halfway through my run, like seized the motor on it. Um, so ended up 12th. And then Lake Havasu, I just rode but didn't ride. It wasn't anything special. I got 17th. And then Las Vegas is when I knocked myself out. Um, the big jump across the middle, that was back when they had the bowls. And the big jump across the middle, I came up short on it and knocked myself out. And that's when you broke your jaw and everything? No. Um, the way they edited one of the videos, uh, I forget, Big Air. I don't remember what the name of the video was, but it looked like that. So a lot of people thought that that's when that happened. But actually, I broke my jaw and everything uh, about four years before that. Um, I think 1994. So. Uh, Just out of practice uh, back okay. home. For freestyle no, or racing? No, I was actually practicing for racing. That yeah, was before was, freestyle really became a sport. So. Right. I was going to say, you raced uh, Supercross for a while, right? Yeah. Yeah, I got my first pro license in 1995. Um, raced out arena cross, outdoors, and Supercross, all three. Um, and that's it's not really what got me into freestyle, but um, doing the arena cross halftime shows, that was something I, you know, did for extra money before freestyle became a true standalone sport. Nice. Um, did you ever, you made supercross programs or what? Yeah. Uh, my best finish was 10th in a 125 main. Awesome. Um, so yeah, I, I broke the top 10, but yeah, my, my career goal was to get a two digit number and I, I never got that. Um, you know, I, back then it usually only took between one and five points. Um, but I never, uh, I got 22nd at an outdoor national. Ooh. You had to get 20th to get one. So, right. Um, yeah, I never, uh, never got the two digit number, but did all right. And then, like you said, you were doing uh, halftime jump shows and stuff like that. And that's how you ended up started, you know, kind of like transitioning into FMX. A little bit. Um, my uncle Guy Cooper. Uh, I was going to get to that. People that put on the. That. <laughs> all right the people that put on the first few freestyle events was also the same people that shot the rodeo tour um so they came back to oklahoma uh in, somewhere in the mid 90s and filmed steel rodeo tour or uh, steel roots sorry uh the old jeremy mcgrath movie yeah. and so i was i had a little clip in that from riding with my uncle and i met those guys and uh they actually sent me a video invite in 98 for the first event in tacoma and I turned it down. Um, believe it or not, yeah. it was a video of Clifford Adotante, Mad Mike, and Tommy Clowers doing you know, heel clickers and Cordovas and the tricks from back then. I was like, oh, my God, those guys are crazy. I could never do that stuff. And so I actually turned it down. And then uh, Travis Pastrana was in Stillwater riding before the RM Cup. Um, we rode together for about a week or two. And he taught me how to do a heel clicker and talked me into going to the first event. I was hooked after that. Awesome. So you guys, uh, you obviously, I guess, raced with, you knew Travis from racing or he came down basically to um, ride at your uncle's or? Yeah, he came down to ride at my uncle's. Um, there's a big amateur national event in Ponca City, Oklahoma every year. Um, and a lot of the top guys come to Oklahoma a week or two ahead of time and kind of get acclimated to the weather and they'll ride tracks around around the area. Um, well, my uncle was racing for Suzuki at the time and obviously Travis is a Suzuki guy. So, um, yeah, that was a, a pretty good fight there. 
came out to the, to ride, just, you know, came out to practice one day and was out on the track. So awesome. that's how we met. And then you guys just rode the rest of the week or whatever. And then, yeah, um, it was kind of funny. I was, uh, I think I was 16 or 17 at the time riding a 250 and you know, what's now 450 class, but 250 two stroke and I uh, got out of high school and went out to ride for the day. I was, yeah, Travis is already down on the track. I didn't go ride. So I went down there, and it was everything I could do to keep up with him. He was still on an 80 at the time. He was 11 or something like that. And I was like, man, who is this little turd? Like, this is my practice track that I ride every day. 250 pro rider. Like, I don't know if I'd ridden any supercrosses yet at that point, but I'm like, I'm a professional racer here, and this little turd on an 80 is outrunning me. And so, um, we actually we hit it off good. Just, uh, you know, we both – rode bicycles and skateboards and motorcycles and whatever. So. Awesome. Uh, <clears throat> well, we saw where that went. Uh, it, he influenced you good. And then eventually he influenced you to blow your knee out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, I'm actually, I've, I've been pretty fortunate on my knees, but he's talked me into a few other things that got me hurt. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he never liked me because he was always like, try this. And I was like, Travis, that's a bad idea. Like, I'm not going to try that. So he was just like, ah, oh, this guy's no fun. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've always been the skeptic. Like, they have to really talk me into things. Um, but I usually end up doing it. So. <laughs> yeah. That's the people he likes the most. Like, he loved Hartman because you could talk Hartman into anything, especially Travis. So he was just like whatever dude <laughs> right <laughs> uh what other were you on some of the first crusty stuff no i didn't get in uh any of the crusty videos until they started using event footage um i think like crust or six somewhere in there they started using like x games footage and stuff I mean, like that i got a few clips in there weren't you on the tour or you never rode the crusty tour no no never rode the crusty tour you weren't hardcore enough. I was always a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> you were just hanging out with Travis, not smashing stuff. Right. Yeah, I was I was always the good guy. I, I didn't party enough for those guys. Yeah, I've heard of some, not that show in particular, but I've heard of Chuck telling me that the promoter didn't bring him back because he didn't party with him hard enough. And he's like, man, I got a ride. And he never got invited back. And then that was, <laughs> he's like, I'm pretty sure it's because I didn't party hard enough. <laughs> uh, what was your favorite event? And and we're going now thinking about the you rode Blue Torch stuff, didn't you? Those Blue Torch contests. Yep. Yeah, I rode a couple of those out in Southern California. Uh, how they had some cool courses. That's what I was going to say. What's the the best course you ever rode? That thing was massive. You'd say it was one of the blue uh blue torch courses? Yeah. Um which one cuz you skipped when you told us. My skipping now. Uh-oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> fly over America internet again. <laughs> That's what happens with Nick. Uh, yeah. Which, yeah, he's freezing up. There we go. Uh -oh. uh, 
So which event, the one with that huge step up or what? Which one was the best? Or what was the best overall? X Games, any of that Blue Torch? What's the best course that you can, like, comes to mind? Um, the original Four Leaf Entertainment ones with the bowl, I think those were probably the funnest courses because you could jump. They had, like, a, a big jump in the middle and then an X that you could do both directions. And you could jump into the bowl and turn and come back out. Like, there was just so many different options of what you could do. Um, those were probably the funnest courses. Um, Gravity Games, the first first two or three years, was probably one of the funnest events. Um, they really catered to the to the riders and to the athletes. And um, it was – it had, like, a smaller event feel. Um, it was just – it was a really cool vibe being there. Awesome. Um, that, those first courses, I bet they used, uh, like six times the amount of dirt as they do now for a course. And that's why that, Oh God, probably a hundred times more. (laughs) There was so much dirt out there and it was, it was in big stadiums, you know, like the Tacoma dome or Sam Boyd stadium. So, you know, they had a lot more area to fill. A lot of the freestyle shows are in arenas now where you just barely get one jump in well, Even that, at that, a lot of times you got to use the tunnel entrance. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what happened, right? They, they went from huge dirt courses and dwindled down to uh, three dirt landings, and then it went down to two metal landings on a concrete <laughs> floor uh, and eight yep. riders versus 16. So, I mean, uh, yeah, definitely been a lot of cutbacks in the last uh, 10 years. Yeah, for sure. It's a business, you know, you, you got to understand from, from the promoter's point of view as well, those first three events, man, they, they had to have cost them an arm and a leg to put those on. I think they had like 35 riders at the first one in, wow. in Tacoma, Washington. Um, and just, you know, renting the state. Um, I think there was actually, I think it was like, it was decent. It was like 500 bucks per rider. Um, nice. Yeah, they don't even pay that They've, out uh, War- in purse money. At Warner day. Trucking, Warner Trucking sponsored the tour, so they they went around everybody's bike up. Um, so you, we were able to fly in, and I think I think we paid for a hotel room as well. So it was like we felt like factory racers back then. Yeah, my first gig was three hundred bucks in a hotel room that I shared with like everybody else that rode a dirt bike or had anything <laughs> to do with a dirt bike at the show. And I was stoked. Right. <laughs> yep. Um, hey, we got to do what we got to do. Get, yeah. get the chance to ride, you know? Look at you old guys bragging about getting hotel rooms. Those aren't even a thing anymore <laughs> if you ride. And then the people we were talking about before ruined it for all of us, the people that smashed stuff, and then that was the end of it. Yep. See, I grew up watching those guys, and then like I got one or two hotel rooms, and then they were like, okay, everybody's sleeping in, in vans. this is what we're supposed to do right exactly because you got one or two hotel rooms and then uh you destroyed everything in them and then oh you were there we had um jeff winstead tried to bring his bike in the room and then he almost fought (laughs) the uh like main course builder guy there they almost got into a fist fight and because he was wasted really go out and you know, like pry him apart and talk to the, you know, the crew guy and calm him down. And I'm like, fuck. 
Sounds reasonable. <laughs> so that was one of the yep. last times we got hotels at that deal as well. Yeah, alcohol is not usually a good thing when you start mixing riders and crew guys and hotel rooms. And yeah. Something bad's going to happen. Well, the owner had seen us uh, or seen him taking the bike into the room because he had a pickup. And then he Uh-oh. started yelling. And then the other guy was there and saw it. And then it was this big, big to do. That or yeah. that or Clint's his dog into the hotel room, and then that gets everybody kicked out. We weren't even partying. It's like they knock on the door, this dog starts barking. You got to go. That only happened Aww. once. Exactly. Uh, yeah, that was like in the earlier two thousands when you couldn't bring a dog everywhere. Before I bought her um, emotional pet certificate, <laughs> <laughs> a little harness, right. Service dog. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, you Are you riding a four-stroke now? No, still two-stroke. Damn. Does it, are yeah. people just stoked at the shows or what? Um, a little bit, yeah. I mean, it's. I, I am one of the only guys still rocking a two-stroke. So, you know, a lot of the old racers come up, man, I remember back in my day. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's. Still your day, but all right. (laughs) (laughs) Justin carburetors. That's the worst with them. Yeah. Like you ride, you practice during the day, and then you come out at night, and the thing's like, you're like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely something I I don't, I don't like doing. But uh, actually, the 2021 KTM 250 SX is supposed to be fuel injected. So, are you? uh, They have fuel injected there. Their off-road model is fuel injected now, uh, but their SX model should be next year. So, looking forward to that. How does that work? Why would you? I, oh, I bet they sell way more off-road models at this point than they do motocross. Yeah, I think they sell more, and it's—I don't know—they they introduced it into one model, I guess, and then kind of work all the bugs out and stuff like that before they put it through all the different models. That's true too. You'd rather have somebody uh, have a a uh, injection failure riding down a trail versus like uh you know going Arena through a rhythm section or something exactly right exactly so uh do you do the how come you don't jump at the kicker arena crosses you've been a kicker rider <clears throat> for 125 years so far <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly kicker is actually from they're based out of stillwater oklahoma which is my hometown so uh, that connection is a very natural one. I know like probably 90% of the employees at kicker even have some family members that work there. So, um, but honestly, kicker doesn't really have anything to do with the arena cross tour. They're, they're the title sponsor for it. Uh, but as far as the day-to-day operations, um, it's a guy named Todd hammock with cycle city promotions. And, uh, I've actually jumped for him quite a few times in the past. Uh, but he's big on changing up his show. Um, you know, he's like, if I use you one or two years at a certain place, the next year I want to bring in something different. And so maybe it does good. You know, you always got to keep your show fresh. As exciting as it is watching freestyle, if you bring the same rider back year after year after year, it does get kind of boring. So I tell people all the time, they go, we're going to get three riders. Can we do a hour show and i'm like no (laughs) (laughs) you can only do the same trick so many times before you're like holy shit this is terrible yeah 
I can do an hour show. We're going to have 45 minutes worth of interviews and 15 minutes worth of writing. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to explain all the bits on the bike by the time we get done here. Right. <laughs> uh, it's so true. Yeah, I, I was just tell people, if you want to keep it a good energetic show, the shorter the better, you know. Yeah, exactly. I get the same thing out of it. Well, that was, you remember the original IFMAs or the, like the ramp to dirt ones? They had 16 yep. riders and everybody had to qualify. And then everybody had like, a, it was like, I love freestyle. And by the end of the day, I didn't want to see another rock solid again. Like, I was just like, <laughs> I exactly. It. Yeah. Six, 16 one minute qualifiers. And then. I think they took five directly to the main. So you had 11 guys that still rode a last chance qualifier exactly. and then an eight rider main. Event. Yeah. Yeah. You saw that run already. Yeah, dude. And they could only, you couldn't, at that point, you couldn't even really save any tricks. Everybody was good enough where like you pretty much had to just throw down. Right. Did you ride? Yeah. Talking about, uh, Talking about trying to put a, you know, keep a crowd entertained and whatnot for hours. Um, I did put on a few standalone events for Steel Rodeo Tour uh, probably seven or eight years ago. And a uh, promoter wanted me to go 90 minutes. Like that was that was the deal was we had to do a 90 minute show. Um, the first couple I did, I had eight riders, a BMX team for a halftime show. And about 65, 70 minutes in, I look up and the crowd's like getting up and leaving. <laughs> the eight riders I had were amazing. Everybody was backflipping, throwing big KOD flips and indie flips, like just gnarly, gnarly good freestyle riding. And the crowd, they were just over it, you know, about an hour in. They're like, oh, whatever. We've seen enough. And yeah. So it's, yeah. uh, you got to you got to have some sort of show aspect to it now. Listen, the circuses are whatever, yeah. but they, they yelled at me for doing too many backflips. And they were like, listen, <laughs> the last yeah. jump is a flip and that's it. You, regular tricks, last jump is a flip. Right. They literally had told me they would like dock me or whatever if I did too many. <laughs> I was like, okay, noted. No way. Yeah. Wow. No, Dude, they've like, been putting on shows for like a couple hundred years probably. Exactly. They're like, it builds <laughs> to a peak and that's it. Yeah. That dude, <laughs> right. that. he's like, even if you end on a heel clicker, you got to build to it. He's like, this is... As soon as they get excited, he's like, pull off. You're done. <laughs> yep. Um, they get it. I, did you ride uh, X-Fighters? You rode some X-Fighters, didn't you? I did, yep. Um, actually won the uh, 03. I won the championship there. It was only two events, but um, so yeah, I got an X-Fighters championship. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, the more I was thinking about it, like, and that's why I wrote that one thing, like, you've just quietly remained a badass. Like, you, I feel like, I mean, I guess for a while you were rated fairly high, but I feel like you were probably always underrated, like, because you were very technical. Uh, you rode the courses fast. You got in extra jumps. I think being able to ride the courses as fast as you as Travis did and still time the ramps and do your tricks, I think, is a skill in itself. Like, I think that's why most people go so slow because they can't go into it 100 miles an hour and still time it and do a trick, you know? Right. That was... Darn it, that answer was... That was part of the thing was go as fast as you can and second... 
you would make it. Uh, but once I switched to 250, it took a little bit to get used to it and, and try to time it. But um, I've slowed down a little. Still tried to race the course and have fun with it. You know, it's it gets boring watching people out just putting around the track. So you were in second on a 125. Yeah. Dang, screaming. Did, just wrapped yeah. or what? <laughs> and, <laughs> Yeah, and that was that was the big problem. Was second gear, I could go seventy feet, exactly seventy feet. But all the the two fifty two stroke guys, they wanted to push them to seventy two, seventy three. You know, back then nobody was really jumping even seventy five, but like seventy two to seventy three was where they wanted them. And I'm like, I can't make it. It's crazy that that extra two feet, I just cannot make it. I tried gearing the bike down and trying to grab third, but you know those arena car. Or, uh, the old IFMA shows were so tight. tight out of the corners, you didn't have a lot of room to grab third and then try to get set up for a trick. So it was better to gear the bike down and just leave it in second and just ring it, ring its neck, you know? Yeah. Make second um, and then it also made it where I didn't have to time it. Just <laughs> go as fast as <laughs> I can and go. You made second a teeny bit longer? Like when, like up or what would have been, down one tooth in the back or something? Um. Yeah, I think I did eventually go down one tooth, but that was pretty much it. I left it. I didn't. Yeah, I don't crazy. Yeah, I don't feel like there'd be enough balls if you went any more than that. You know, you'd probably get one tooth out of it, and that's about it. Right. Then you got to start downshifting to first. And, you know, it's like, well, at that point, you might as well upshift from second to third. Right. But you were on a Yamaha at least, so they they had some low end. My last couple of years on a one twenty five, yeah. I was on a Honda, and it was the turd. Oh yeah, <laughs> those were always a, a turd, huh? Oh yeah, dude. Well, they were you good. Get off, get off and push it faster. They were good <laughs> until about ninety eight, ninety nine, and then all of a sudden they were just shit boxes. I, I rode arena cross. I had to use first in the corner and shift second at the base of the catapult and just barely oh. make it. Yeah, it was gnarly. Yeah, that's scary. <laughs> I didn't even know. And then my friend years later is like, if you had a Yamaha, you could just rode second through the corners. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but I rode uh, 125 doing freestyle for like the first winter probably. And... I felt like it was a bad idea afterwards. Yeah. It was fun, and it made me stand out a little bit, but it was a bad idea. <laughs> Did you flip a one? I started doing a lot better once I got on a 250. Yeah, because you weren't just struggling to make the course. Right. I could concentrate on the trick instead of just jumping the jump. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I bet you had to hit corners perfect every time, or you were shit out of luck. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, my phone keeps sending me uh, the f the show phone is sending me coronavirus has 128 infected for some reason. Freaking me out! Freaking me out! You are good, good out. thing we can't transmit viruses through a podcast <laughs> <laughs> or through the phone. They just would have sent it to me. This Jersey trash is gonna get us sick. Yeah, there's probably more coronavirus by me than you guys right now, I bet. Oh, for sure. 
Um, Kenny's the safest. Yeah, for sure. I was thinking that. Yeah. He's out there in in the plains. All the germs get blown away. (laughs) Towards you. (laughs) Um, So let's talk about Guy. Yo, like, what's it like having a legend as an uncle? Uh oh. Um. D Wayne is calling. Hello. Hold on, we got a we got a caller in. This is our uh, our super fan, Danny D Wayne. All right. Hello. Can you guys hear him? No. Let me see. Um, I can't go to live output. Double D, you're live. I know what the issue is. No, I don't. There we go. Now it is. He hung up on us. <laughs> we got prank called. No, <laughs> he was on, and I couldn't. I couldn't get him on the thing. We're still working out the kinks with this uh, call-in line thing. Should yeah. be fun though. Um. Now we're calling guests. Now we're calling him. Yellow. Oh, I know what the issue is. Danny. Yeah, what's up? There you go. <laughs> can you yeah. hear me? Danny, what's up? Danny. What's up? Do you want to ask Kenny something? Yeah, uh, back in 09, we went down to Jacksonville, Florida for the Supercross race. But Reed and yeah. Stuart were battling that day. And uh, the Jägermeister had a freestyle team was he there uh you're, you're breaking up pretty good were you asking was mike metzger there no were you there in 09 riding for the jaeger team at supercross yeah yes i was i did those in 2009 and 2010 no were you there in 09 riding for the jaeger oh we're hearing you like this is like a time warp danny yeah, I, I remember. Uh, I remember him being there, like way back then. But I wanted to ask him. Clint thinks that uh, hill clickers are the gayest trick. <laughs> does uh, what what trick does Kenny kind of think that is kind of lame? What's that? What is lame? I say that. Uh, uh, heel clickers gay trick that was lame since like 2001 should do backflips it's coming in a second time Clint lame since like 2001 are we still echoing is that what's coming in a second I don't know how to alleviate that so he says Clint's saying heel clickers are the gayest trick. What do you which think? I the find offensive because that's the first <laughs> trick I ever learned. <laughs> that's why. Well, I think it's, <laughs> it's probably the first trick that most of us learned, which is why it's gay now because we learned it 45 years ago. <laughs> exactly. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, every, everybody's got to start somewhere, though. You know, so even even kids nowadays into freestyle, that's probably one of the best tricks for them to start with. So, you know, it's it's not. Definitely not a high-scoring trick at a at a contest or anything, but uh, it, it serves its purpose. I'll put it that way. I've done heel clickers that have gotten more 
more noise from the crowd than a couple other tricks. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I mean, it depends on how you do them. Heel clickers that you get off the bike, your butt separated from the bike. And so, <laughs> you know, some of the little technical saran wrap type things and, yeah. uh, you know, a, a crappy cliffhanger where you're squatted down. Uh, sometimes a heel clicker will actually look better than those. So I agree. Crowds, they just want separation from the bike. They don't know anything about the technicality of stuff or, or the difficulty or how long a trick's been around. They just want the body separated from the bike. And that's pretty much yeah. what they want. I feel like you're actually worse trying to do combos and stuff because, you know, it's too much for the people to like take in and figure out what's going on versus just one single trick. Yeah. Uh, man, I used to be like the combo king. I did so many things to as a combination. Um, I'm trying to think of what year it was. Might have been 03. O two or O three, Vans Triple Crown in Tacoma, Washington. No, it was O two actually. Um, the the judges kept telling me that I was doing too many combos, and I'm like, yeah, but combos score good. Like that's a more technical, more difficult thing. And they said no, they wanted to see like a, a one trick stretched out really good. Well, it kind of pissed me off that the judges were telling me that they didn't really care for the stuff I was doing. So I went out and did a qualifying run. I did every single trick to a heel clicker. Like <laughs> Superman to heel clicker, Cordova to heel clicker, Snap to heel clicker. Every single thing was to a heel clicker. <laughs> I ended up riding the last chance qualifier because <laughs> they're like, okay, we get the point. You can do combos. Now do what we're asking you to. So, you know, if you want to score good, you'll do what the judges want. <laughs> if you want to ride for yourself, you're going to be stuck in last place to combos. So, um, which, so I, I kind of changed my riding style at that point to not do so many combos and being more fluid and smooth with it. And it sucks. Now when I try to go back into combos, I'm old and slow. Like I lost a lot of speed and quickness in my feet and my hands because I was trying to be slow and smooth and real quick and, and choppy. You detuned yeah. yourself. Exactly. <laughs> I'm posting this shit to Facebook. He's working on it. I did a saran wrap, like a heel, uh, whatever, a heel clicker saran wrap, however that goes. And I just did it yeah. slow in practice, like just goofing around. My buddy's like, that looks so fucking cool when he slowed it down like that. I'm like, I've been trying to, <laughs> all right, I'll do it slow. Yeah. That's like, just warm it up. Yeah, that's funny. A yeah, slow you, heel clicker? Travis, Dan Kennard, was it Dan Kennard? Yeah. Who did combos oh yeah if you yeah, rode Dane though a lot of combos you could watch that Dane. and it was you know if you Dane was real good up over, up over the bars mm-hmm. that guy was so flexible to get his feet like quick with his feet and like i always struggled to get my feet up and over the bars like i could do it but it was like <clears throat> as i was getting my foot up dane and a lot of the younger i feel like younger kids we were all the same age at that point but the skinny scrawny kids, they could put feet up and back and forth all wanted it it was easy yep what bars do you run um i actually run a works mini bar um i've been a tag metals rider since god 1999 i went into their their warehouse in 2000 and said all right the tallest handlebar you guys have they're like there's the warehouse so (laughs) i literally went to their warehouse i laid 
every single handlebar they had. And the the eight bars were about a quarter inch, almost a half inch taller than all the full size bars. Well, I actually grew up riding in the trees, riding cross countries and enduros. So I used to chop my bars off anyways. Yep. So the fact that they were, you know, like three or four inches narrower didn't really bother me. It's less to have to get my feet around doing saran wraps and they were taller. So yeah, I run works mini bar. I've always cut my, I've just put first set of bars on my bike that I haven't cut. Cause I always did like, I'd always go for tall and narrow. I like same thing right in the woods. I'm tired of breaking fingers. So you start cutting them down. But, uh, I finally so you put, put the first set on that you have not cut. Yeah, and it actually didn't feel terrible. And like I went from these Matt Rebos, which are like super tall, and then yeah. I put on a pair of like Windhams and didn't cut them. So I felt like I was, and I put on a, a normal seat again, and I felt like I was like going over the bars. But after a couple laps, <laughs> it started feeling right. But it, it took a little bit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, different deal. I tried many. Um like 80 bars back in the day, the mini high or whatever, they're just regular minis or slash quad bars. And uh, I did it for like one day and I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It felt like, you know, when the kids ride the BMX bikes and their hands are all the way in on the curve. Yep. Right. That's what I felt like. I was like, oh my goodness. That's how I felt like with short bars. It's always like I'm running out of room for the the levers and the perches and all that. They end up all kinked up. It was tough whenever flip levers came into into play. I run the handguard, so depending on which model of handguard I have at the time, they have an extra, you know, basically a perch. So you got a catch perch, a flip lever, and then the handguard, and then a kill switch. And it's like, yeah, it's solid from the. It's solid from the grip all the way to the curve. Yeah. I used to do, did uh, either of you guys ever do the extended grip on the left-hand side? No. No, I never did that. <laughs> it, it was totally unnecessary. <laughs> it's like cutting your fenders. Yeah, for, well, in yeah. the beginning, that was necessary, and then... That was that was one of those things, kind of like a heel clicker. Yeah. It was necessary back then. Now it's just gay. Now, exactly. Yeah, why are the Australians going back to cut fenders? What is going on here? I like it. I kind of do, oh, too. Yeah, but I haven't even noticed. Yeah, a bunch of, uh, I think, Clinton Moore, Adelberg, like, they got, like, cut fenders. And I'm going, you guys really? are know. not even anywhere near your fenders at this point. Like, it's totally unnecessary. This looks cool. <laughs> They're trying to relive go. the Kenny Bartram days. That's right. <laughs> I never cut my fingers off, actually. Um, I, I say that. I cut the rear about one inch on the, I think it was a, a 2002 KTM. Very important, <laughs> that one inch. Otherwise, you'd have been fucked, dude. <laughs> it was, actually. KTMs back then had a super long rear fender, so I did chop it just a little, but... I wanted it to still look like a race bike. And, and honestly, I, at the time, I was still racing, you know, every other weekend or whatever, I'd go out racing. So, Same suspension? Yeah. No, come on. Yeah, run what you brung. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did. How many yeah. times did Especially you? Especially if it was like a Supercross or a Rain Across, it's pretty similar suspension yeah. to, to the freestyle. 
racing outdoors got sucked, but yeah. Um, or outdoors suspension on a ramp. Like you're just dragging toes up the face. I did that same thing first year <laughs> or year and a half. And, uh, an IF ramp to dirt IFMA and I drug my toes up the face of it. I, I felt them go on the grate and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I moved my feet back on the pegs after that one. I bet. I, was, <laughs> I, was like, I think I'm too far forward here. <laughs> you stop and grab a screwdriver and turn every clicker all yeah, the way in. They already were. Go. They were already buried. <laughs> it was still too soft and fast. Uh, uh, what's your? Do you do rodeos still? You mean actually, I don't ride any livestock in the rodeo, but the, the, when you freestyle it. The trick, the trick of rodeo. Oh, I was like, he already said, like 70%. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the rodeo trick. Yeah, the rodeo heel clicker. I, I haven't done one of those. And, God, it's probably been 10 or 12, maybe 15 years. I'll allow that as well. Listen, heel clickers upside down and rodeo heel clickers I'll allow. <laughs> yeah honestly i hated doing rodeo heel clickers that Why? was like one of my nemesis nemesis tricks that i just i never screwed up i never crashed doing it but i hated doing those and i don't know why somebody needs to bring it back we're gonna post this all over the internet someone needs to bring back rodeos rodeo heel clickers. were they hard they were hard for me and i don't i don't know why it got like squirrely or just mentally i think just mentally honestly um getting a, a grab hold that i was comfortable with you know I, I run the like a pro taper style you know no crossbar handlebars so the bar pad's real big i used to shave the, the crossbar pad down and run grip tape on the cover and have to zip tie it on and then i even ran a spacer behind my front number plate so there was room to get my fingers in I, but I don't know why. Just mentally, that trick, I hated doing it. It's a lot of modification Didn't... for a fairly simple trick. There, huh? <laughs> it is. Did, it's like, uh... it, it sounds like it's a heel clicker, but it's really a trick with soft harder than just the It's a rodeo. That's Didn't right. Adopte or somebody, Clifford, run like a handle? Somebody, or uh, Trevor Vines, maybe? That was on his seat. He had a hose. Somebody had yeah, a handle up front, I thought. Yeah, somebody did run one up front. I don't remember who. Um, it it's might have been Clifford, actually. People were putting handles all over the place. Just because yeah. it was like it was new. It was like, cut your fenders, add a handle. Somebody had them in the right. front fender. Do you remember, um, <laughs> like we were talking about, Trevor had that hose grab? Yep. He, he had a radiator like, hose for the rear, rear yeah. seat. Yeah. That, I've talked. It seems to, like it would make an Indian air squirrelier almost you Maybe know you got extra points it would get you off the bike more you have <laughs> just about two like inches you more above the bike instead of grabbing the seat yeah exactly again we're getting yeah. <laughs> we're getting to the two point. inches that, exactly. that could make all the difference if you did that <laughs> you should have just done that instead of cutting that inch off your fender kenny you could have gotten away from the bike more <laughs> <I should've. laughs> you could have left the fender all just, <laughs> just a huge 
You remember the big metal handle that Travis had built for his bike? <laughs> yeah, over yeah, the seat. Yeah, they had 2001 X Games. It was like yeah. the diameter of a pencil, but it was this big metal bracket <laughs> out behind the bike. <laughs> I saw it. I was like, what if you like go long or something and you got to get back on the seat and you just smash your butthole with that thing? There's a one-inch yeah. pencil. It bends. <laughs> You hope. And it stuck out on the sides quite a bit. Like, you know, if you were to try to get over the back, I don't know how it didn't dig into his legs. I remember him showing, like, like in the pre-run, they're like, oh, look at this grab. He's had fabricated and all the different grabs he can do. It's like he grabs the rear fender half the time. What's the difference? <laughs> yeah, he didn't <laughs> right. even need a grab hole at all. He just he grabbed the fender. <laughs> <laughs> totally unnecessary. <laughs> Didn't you run uh, Slater skins for a while, Kenny? I did, yep. That was a cool set. Uh, 2000 Gravity Games, I think. 2000, I remember 2001, that. somewhere in there. Yeah. On that I remember Yamaha. that because my buddy's like, we were trying to figure out like who you were, me and my buddy. So, talk about Kenny Bartram. This is pre-like, you know, Instagram, Facebook. So we only knew your gear setup. Like you had the Arai helmet <laughs> with the you – know, we, so we knew what it was. And we kept seeing um, – Malcolm McCassie or whatever that dude's name is from No Fear, he'd always be yeah. like in the background, and we're like, "Is that Kenny Bartram?" <laughs> Dude, could not figure out who you were. We just knew your setup, and that guy always had a No yeah, Fear shirt funny. on. Yeah, what happened? Good, uh, to, where'd Malcolm go to? Like, I'm sure he's still doing stuff, obviously, but like, I haven't seen him in any dirt bike stuff. Um, he runs uh, Ethica Underwear now. Um, he owns Ethica, the underwear company, and I don't know that I don't know if he still has anything to do with the motocross stuff. Like for a long time, he worked for Alpine Stars, um, but I think he's just I'm Ethica now. Nice, just slinging enough underwear that doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's that, the, as far as I know, the company's doing good. He probably is not doing a whole lot other than kicking back. Enjoying some royalties, maybe. <laughs> Sounds good. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else do you got? Is that you, do you do anything else besides the shows or? Um. Yeah, I'm doing a little bit of everything, but uh, stunts in the movie industry is kind of my primary focus. Um, I'm actually living in New Orleans. Like, I still have my property in Oklahoma, but between New Orleans and Atlanta, there's a bunch of film work going on. So. Uh, I've been down here about five years now, um, just trying to do uh, do stunts in the movie world. Nice. What movies have you been in that we would know, or that people would know? Um, Jack Reacher, uh, Logan, and Jumanji. I got to do quite a bit in those three. A uh, bunch of TV shows like uh, NCIS New Orleans, Preacher, Claws, uh, The Purge, some stuff like that. Like, uh I do a lot of what they call day playing. Like I'll do one day on a film, just like one small little stunt in it. Um, but yeah, I've done probably 30 or 40 different movies and TV shows now. Awesome. Damn. Do you mainly do yeah. motorcycle stunts or car stuff too? No, actually, believe it or not, I hardly ever get to ride a dirt bike or a motorcycle period. Um, a lot of stunt work is more fighting or falling, um, you know, like taking a, a bullet hit or a squib, whatever, um, taking reactions for things like that. A little bit of driving stuff. Um, Logan and Jumanji, I did get to ride dirt bikes on those two. 
but other than that, most of it's just been other stuff. Now I'm going to go see Logan and Jumanji. <laughs> yeah. So what's this, when you say taking a hit, like a squib, what's that? Um, when like a bullet hit, um, they obviously are shooting blanks, but then on, when they shoot you getting hit, it's like a, basically like a Ziploc baggie with blood in it. And it's got an electrical charge that, that pops. And so that's what gives it the, the effect that you got shot. But then you have to take the reaction to match it. You know, okay. if you get shot in your left shoulder, but you spin with your right one first, it's going to look weird. So, you know, you have to know where the squibs are and just little things like that, that uh, you'll take the reaction and fall to the ground like you're dead. It's not not like it's a huge fall, 20 or 30 feet, but you're still yeah. hitting the ground. So. so do you feel anything when those go off? Um, a little bit. It's uh Remember those old like snap pops, like the, the you throw and they pop, or you can hold yeah. them in your hand. You know, it stings a little bit when you hold them. Like not bad, but just stings a little bit. Well, it's yeah. basically like that, but up against your skin. Oh, okay. So something we wouldn't know. We're not in the movies. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool learning what what goes into them and how they shoot different stuff. Like I. I started watching movies differently now going, Oh, that was, that was done into a pad. And then they change the kernel and get the guy hitting the, hitting the ground here. You know, uh, I never used to be able to tell what was computer generated and what wasn't. And, um, so little things like that I'm, I'm starting to pick up on now, but it's a, it's a pretty cool industry. You know, it's like, like anything, there is a whole science behind everything to it. <coughs> How did you get in? Yeah. What so when you do, yeah, go ahead. Go basically the same question. It sounds like, how did you, like, what was the first thing you did or had, I, I would assume that the first stunts you did were probably motorcycle related. Also, Anthony Murray's chirping me here. He said, uh, heel clickers are gay, just like extended grips. <laughs> um, I did I got to do the original Fantastic Four back in 2004 um, there was a scene where they went to a freestyle show of course uh oh why wouldn't Shit. you lock up right there <laughs> but other than that actually my first thing was a, a fight scene um, here in New Orleans for a, movie, a TV show called Underground um, I got to double Christopher Maloney uh, who's the the main guy from Law and Order? Um, Elliot was his character. Uh, See, so yeah, I got to double him on Underground. That was my first first real stunt gig down here. Was that produced by Dick Wolf? <laughs> I don't think so. I got, I got like a five minute bid on Dick Wolf, and how sweet his name is. <laughs> really? Uh -oh. That's why I left. That's listen. I go all the time. I'm like, anybody watch CSI? And they're like. A couple people will say it, and I'll go, who, uh, you know, who produces it? And they'll just be like, Dick Wolf? And I'm like, scream it back at them and ask why nobody else is as excited about Dick Wolf as I am. Cause that's <laughs> uh, maybe we should be worried about you. Why are you excited about that? Well, because if it's a legal paper, it's read Wolf Dick. And <laughs> And he should have done porn. I mean, this is basically where the joke goes bad. But Maybe he doesn't have a wolf <laughs> or whatever that would be. 
Well, the whole the beginning part of it is that he obviously should have done porn because then he could have had a finishing move. And when he came, he'd go, oh. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it goes much deeper than that, but we'll just leave uh, it there. <laughs> uh, yeah, so if you ever need comedians for anything, let me know. Or, uh, right. or an okay. announcer. Wait, or an no announcer. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I'll harass your... I know how to talk to the crowd and make fun of them without them getting too offended now. That's a good skill. Yeah, that's tough to do nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> you can just look at them and they're offended. That's true. I've already imagine... offended everybody just with this podcast. <laughs> In the comedy world, I feel like motorsports people are much easier as long as... Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. People Dude. are still telling us our grips are gay without even realizing anything. Dude, the guy from uh, Todd Lyons that owns SE Bikes now, he has dick grips, and he sends them to people that are assholes. <laughs> it's great. Oh, that's he's like, funny. He's like, should I send this guy dick grips or what? Like, <laughs> like dude. Uh, it's lighting up a little bit. Yeah. I would love to just switch somebody's grips for them. They just show back up. <laughs> Just dick. No, but you got to do it like between practice and show time. And the show, so they show up at the show and there's just dick grips. Hold on, your dicks. Oh, uh, man. Probably you get them some real fat dick grips so they're uncomfortable. <laughs> just black dick grips. <laughs> they hang off. They hang off like an extra like four inches and just daggle around. <laughs> I can tell already this is where everything starts to spin out of control. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This conversation went way downhill real quick. This is yeah. – I can't believe it took so long. Is it – what are we, an hour in? That seems yeah. – Normally, like, we're 10 minutes in. Because Kenny's drinking vitamin water over there. He's not helping us any. No, uh, I got this it's sweet tea in there. It's sweet tea in there. <laughs> got the sugar, sugar rush going. <laughs> <laughs> do you drink beer? You have to. No. No? You're, no you drink vodka. Have, but you drink vodka. I no. <laughs> I don't like I don't like drinking. Whatever works. You're just Yeah. Everybody always said you have to acquire the taste for it. And I'm like, why do I want to? Like, yeah. It's, true. it's expensive. You guys feel like crap the next day. Like it just I don't know. I've never never been into it. Do you, do you you don't do anything. You're just straight edge without having. Do you got three X's tattooed on you anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no tattoos, no piercings. Sometimes he rides without an airbag. He's so <laughs> he's so straight edge. Will tear you up. Yo, he's so straight edge. He wouldn't even get the tattoo to explain that he's straight edge. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I like that because right now it's like if you don't have a face tattoo and smoke, you're like. You're straight edge. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, you're straight edge. <laughs> Kenny's the new, not straight edge. When I, when Christy, my wife, found out I had a tattoo before she was my wife, obviously, she told me she's like, you know, you're just a stereotype now. You're just like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's she's, definitely rare to find somebody without a tattoo now. 
I know. I wish I didn't have one, but I do. So. I didn't even. Yeah. Where is your tattoo? What it's on my have? leg. That's why. What is just it? my last? We just my all right. So my buddy bought a tattoo gun. Did it and, and it looks like Dino's homemade tattoos. That's when I met uh, Dino's <laughs> brother the first time. We were doing a show and he was there doing something. He's like, check out this tattoo on my leg. I'm like, check out this tattoo. I did this myself. <laughs> we both had like oh. jailhouse tattoos. Our oh one my God, friend dude. from Tennessee, him and his brother, will get drunk and just tattoo their own legs and each other's legs and oh. stuff. And they're like, yeah. what, what he's got it is. rat pink on his leg. He, he's That's also awesome. got a chicken hanging from a <laughs> noose so he can say his cock hang be- hangs below his knee. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dino, they're fucking funny though. Dino and Andy's are funny. Yeah, they don't. Uh, they don't give a fuck. No. <laughs> I had a tattoo gun out on Burnett's tour back in like 2000, 2001, and they would tattoo each other every night. You know, take turns giving whatever. They get me to get one, even with no ink in it. They're like, here, let's just give you one with no ink. And I'm like, hell no. I'm not getting anywhere near that tattoo gun. <laughs> the hepatitis I'm not touching exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sure it was well cleaned by those guys on tour. Oh, yeah. They were just oh, I'm sure. dipping it in Coors Light and Jack Daniels. Yeah, they might have used some contact cleaner on it. You never know. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, it's just brake clean. <laughs> Perfect. Taken care of. Yep. Um. Well, that's cool. I didn't know you were doing so much movie stuff. So yeah. Do, do you ever got it when these shows come up? Do you ever have to send, you know, uh, Anthony and Biden to cover it because you're doing movies? Yeah, that's kind of the, the premise behind Steel Rodeo Tour was that, you know, I, I know I can't ride dirt bikes forever. So, you know, I wanted to be able to to run a company that I can send other guys to. So. Yeah, Matt and Anthony both know how to run my ramps and kind of how the the shows should flow and stuff like that. And then if I need other riders, I'll you know pick one or two guys here and there for whatever show it is. Um, so the way I have it set up, I don't have to go to them, but if it's you know close to home or a show I like or whatever, I'll I'll go ride it. There you go. So do they refer to you as Hollywood when they answer the phone? <laughs> no. You're right. still the cowboy. Get some... <laughs> the... Hey, cowboy. No, we're all good friends. Good enough friends now to pick up the phone. Hey, jackass. <laughs> <laughs> For everybody, he signed into this um, phone conferencing thing as Cowboy Kenny, just in case I thought it was another Kenny trying to log in on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's hacking us. <laughs> Just random Kenny's trying to fucking call in yeah. here. It fit to be Kenny fair, Rogers, come on. Might be trying to hack us, and he would know what to type in. Yeah, I only got so <laughs> many lines, guys. All right, only one Kenny for this one. Uh, what else? Anything you want to plug? Hire no, hire you really. for your movies. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, other than that, just uh, chasing kids around. I got a, a 12-year-old boy that does all sorts of team sports. He's a baseball, soccer, and track. Um, 
little bit of football here and there. So he keeps us pretty busy, to, you know, going to practice four or five days a week and then tournaments every weekend. So, Damn. Little League sports get nuts. Yes, they do. They're crazier than motocross. Absolutely. <laughs> the, uh, you know, the, we used to have peewee parents in, in motocross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. the, the baseball dads or whatever. It, it's pretty crazy how, how much the parents get into it. But. Yeah, I know. I'm just getting it. I'm like got little, little kids. Even then, it's like there's many dads, but they're, you know, at a, a basketball game at a church. And they're they're freaking out, <laughs> right? Take yeah, they act like there's a college scout. They're looking at their kid, like, dude, he's <laughs> six. Like, let him go have fun. Exactly. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm booking comedy stuff. Important business over here. It's like the movies. Yeah, quick, he, he bails it's on us. Basically, <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, hey Hollywood. <laughs> It's basically yeah. like the movies, except right now they don't pay me for any of this stuff. So, uh, you know, it's not like the movies. Uh -oh. So they get your attention. So it's, so it's not like the movies. No, no, this deal I can make money on shows. But I don't, I've gotten very little money just for being a straight comedian. I've lined up the shows and made money that, that way. But as far as people just going, hey, I want to pay you a bunch of money to be on my show. Not really yet he's turning into right. a comedy pimp it's the same exact yeah, like, thing i did for freestyle i deal with the venue i book the uh talent and then i am one of the talent as well as long and as and he I tells the whole talent to sleep in their vehicles <laughs> <laughs> and i watch their alcohol consumption the whole time and yell at them that's all <laughs> i'm docking your pay because you spent too much money on booze I'd be like, are you yeah. going to help me set up this PA system or do I need to dock you? And, <laughs> and, since, yeah. and yeah. since you're only getting $40, it's going to hurt when I dock you 10 of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez. Jokes and jokes. <clears throat> jokes on jokes. Uh, do you got any jokes, Kenny? Not really. I'm I'm definitely not a comedian. No. All right. Funny, look, no, I'm funny. Like, what's the worst thing you could ask a comedian? It's like, tell me a joke. I and know. then they're like, I'm just gonna straight up to a joke. I know. That everybody <laughs> does that all the time. Oh you're Hey, not a the, comedian, you got any jokes? Yeah, they're like, Are you funny? <laughs> tell me a joke. So I just go for like the most fucked up joke I have just to be have them be like, Okay. You got to warm up yeah. to that stuff. So I just like to go. I told one guy at a bar, we're sitting there, and uh, I don't even remember what joke it was. But I told him one, and he literally turns it to me. He's like, uh, do people laugh at, uh, at that? And I'm like, I, I, I'm like, I, guess, I'm like, I guess the setting has to be different here. <laughs> uh, so... It's like when you tell your girlfriend, you're like, check this trick out. And then you do a heel clicker. And she's like, people like that? <laughs> Dude, yes, they do. The people when like heel clickers. 20 years ago, it was cool. <laughs> that was a fucking solid heel clicker. You don't yeah. understand motocross. Get yeah. out. Oh, go home. Exactly. There are 11-year-old <laughs> motocross racers doing heel clickers at the track. That's all I need to say. I know. Yeah. <laughs> when I do one, I remember when I was 11, and I'm like, yes. It brings you back to the best time of your yeah. life. <laughs> yeah. 
I was like, people are like, dude, high school was the best. And I'm like, what are you doing now? Like, what are you doing? What is going on in your life that high school was good? You want to go back? High school was doing time. I was like four years. So we got it. I got it. I can do this. I can make it through huh. this. Right. Um. So back to Guy Cooper. We never really get talked about him. Oh, yeah. You got interrupted, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's right. Uh, D Wayne called it. Um, he is like when I, I, the first supercross I ever saw was Dallas 89. Um, and then that was the only one I saw that year. And then the following year in 90, I started recording all of them. And your uncle was just a fucking maniac jumping everything. He was basically like Stu back in the day, like. It's stewable. <laughs> it was like the same thing with a guy. Like if it could be jumped, God was the guy that was going to send it. And yeah, to, absolutely. Are arguably what is going on over there, Randy? <laughs> and arguably uh, the one of the founders of like the big whip movement. Yeah, um, I mean he was. He's definitely a legend in the sport. You know. I, I definitely took it for granted um, growing up. I went to a lot of the Supercrosses, the close ones. We went to Oklahoma, uh, Dallas and Houston. Um, they had Oklahoma City a couple of years. Obviously, we went to that one. I was close by. Um, but it was – I just – Which he almost like won said, that one time. He did. He almost won that one um, before he cartwheeled end over end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, went home with a concussion that night. But uh, I, I owe – a ton of my career to, to my uncle guy, um, you know, riding with me. He never really took me out and like did drills with me or anything, but just to go ride with somebody like that, that was that much better than me. Um, learning the industry, the ins and outs of it, you know, he threw my name out as references a lot. Um, you know, I, I basically grew up around his house, helping sweep in the shop and cleaning floors and stuff like that. And, and then we'd go ride. Uh, so, I, you know, I learned a ton from my uncle. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I forgot what I was just going to ask you. Um, so that had to have been sweet being around. Your volume's still down, Nick. Uh, that had to have been sweet being around, like, factory. Basically, I mean, he was one of the factory guys back in the day. Um, and that experience had to help and just his, uh, riding spot. Did your dad race? Uh, you, you cut out there. What did your dad also race? I can't imagine your uncle's frigging guy Cooper and your dad didn't ride. Well, my dad rode a little bit. Um, believe it or not, my mom is the one that rode, um, my mom and guy are brother and sister okay. and my mom is one of eight kids all four boys and all four girls all rode motorcycles um how they mom didn't that? race a whole lot but she rode um and that's how my mom and dad met my mom was working at the motorcycle shop my dad came in to buy a bike that's how my parents met um so yeah it was it was a family thing awesome I didn't real. I don't know why I just assumed your dad's were. Uh, uh, your dad was his brother. Clint's a sexist. That's right. I'm se- I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. No. That's that's why my last name is Bartram instead of Cooper's because my mom was 
guy's sister. I'm not good at math. Uh, that's all right. You <laughs> <laughs> never liked that reading math much. <laughs> I figured I'm like, who's named Guy? He probably changed his last name too. It's just so made up. Name. That sounds like a fake name. <laughs> <laughs> That's his racer name. It's really yeah. like uh, Steve Bartram. Just... <laughs> <laughs> right. Steve B. Uh, I don't know why that never came to my mind that they have different last names. <laughs> Seems yeah, so obvious. <laughs> Seems so obvious now. Okay. <clears throat> I'm sure that's something that's kept you up late at night before. I wonder if it's Kenny's mom or Kenny's dad. This guy's related to guy. Like no, that. clearly it doesn't because he obviously years now. he obviously is super clear clear dad. Well, it's, he was uh, set on it. I do. Don't you feel more comfortable that I haven't researched you that much, Kenny? <laughs> yeah, you're not, you're not too stalkerish yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If I knew too much now, you'd be like, "What the fuck is going on here?" Like, you know what? Delete this whole interview. Yeah. Don't even post it. Your number is now blocked. <laughs> uh, so do you still ride on, is that where your foam pit and stuff is? Is that on Guy's property? Or you bought your own no, land? No. Um, yeah, I bought my own land. I've got a, 160 acres in Stillwater. It's uh, four or five miles from Guy's house. It's down dirt road. I can ride over there if I wanted to, but. Um, there's three or four different spots to ride and still, they're all fairly close together. So you said it's down a dirt road, but in Oklahoma, it's just called a road. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, it's, no. if it's paved, I-20. it's a highway. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Hell yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have uh, CRs, country, uh, county roads or country roads or whatever the fuck it is? No, you guys no, have some weird lettering system, don't you? I don't know. They, all of our roads have names. I think they do have a, a lettering system. Like, if you look it up on a GPS, uh, it's a different name on the GPS than what we actually call it. Uh, but most of ours have actual names. So. Oh, I thought you guys just called it the damn dull road. <laughs> yeah. Go down there to third by the big oak tree you're gonna turn left <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly there's a bunch of cattle on your right hand side <laughs> turn into yeah, Navajo Nation you know and take a left <laughs> there's a meth lab you're gonna keep going straight don't stop dude I once took a shit <laughs> next to my truck in don't Oklahoma stop unless you want to. <laughs> I was coming back from I was coming from texas after missing the ramp and breaking my heel and the, uh whatever i was taking for my heel fucked my stomach up bad and i remember looking at the gps thinking like okay where's the next where's the next gas station and i was like i'm not gonna fucking make it because you know Oklahoma's more spread out and i just hop out the side of my truck it with fucking a broken heel sprained ankle and i'm taking a shit <laughs> i look back there's literally a cow like off the side you know it's fenced in or whatever just Squirting, losing a sock. <laughs> Gosh, that sucked. <laughs> I did drive with my left foot. Cal's like, hey, we're the only ones supposed to poop out here. People aren't yeah. supposed to do that. Yeah. He was judging me the whole time. I'm like, you're a fucking cow, dude, or whatever it was. At least you were making uh, patties the same as him that time. 
versus nah, this was not, this was <laughs> i might as well just thrown up dude it was fucked up <laughs> oh it was bad uh favorite bike i guess you're still riding two strokes but like favorite ones that you had I still two strokes. like an old yamaha probably probably 125 yeah my uh i've got it i've got i still have a 2005 ktm 125 but, uh pro circuit did the motor on it way back in the day or back in 05 and that thing rips it's one of the fastest 125s i've ever ridden um so i kept it at the end of the year just as a moto bike and Kind of a play bike. You can make seventy three on that one. <laughs> yeah, I probably could have actually. <laughs> uh, dude, I rode a, um, and I'm sure it was just whatever. Maybe Murray had it built for double flips, but I rode his. Uh, he had a YZ two fifty done all up by Pro Circuit, and the fucking thing yeah. came on super hard and then just signed off. So there was a ramp like oh. 73, <laughs> but the landing was super tall and I had to get like charged at it real hard and back off and save motor and go through it. <clears throat> That's the one, Nick, did you ever see the video where I did that knack knack flip oh. and come off the bike? Yeah, That's that bike. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I crashed Dude, the I think, fuck out of his bike. Sorry, I think Scott. Rossi was riding that bike. <laughs> we were doing a show at green Bay and I was at, so when you guys were talking about one twenty fives and two fifties, I was always on a 254 stroke and it was Murray and Rossi and they were both Murray was on his bike, which is always, you know, ported and polished and all that shit. And Rossi was riding one of his bikes, which it might've been that same one. And we had the ramp coming out of the corner at 70 or 72 or something like that. And I was like, okay, I'm good here. I'm maxed out. And then of course they're the guys flipping. So whatever they want and Rossi and, and uh, Murray are, over like three feet and they're like no but they're backing the ramp up into the corner and every foot they move it i'm like fuck dude i'm getting this much closer to like not making this thing so the whole time you guys are talking about 125s and 250s i'm like that's exactly what was happening except they were on murray's bikes which are always tuned up and by the time i remember like i would sometimes it would hit good on my bike sometimes it wouldn't i remember just like nosediving the whole way just panic revving and i just left the stadium for a little bit <laughs> like i'm not gonna i'm done with this little bit of a run we did like a that. mic drop you just end up <laughs> <laughs> oh the whole way out i'm like i'm gonna wake up at the end of this and i landed and i'm like fuck this i need a minute I'm done with it <laughs> we were doing a circus one time and we started back in the it was actually i had separated my shoulder and i hadn't ridden for about two months and then i uh that basically the doctor told me I shouldn't, I should wait another month. And then two hours later I flew out for a circus the following day and we're in practice and I'm with Dan and he's on a 450 and I'm on a 252 stroke and we're backing the ramp up cause it's like in a weird building. And then we get to a point where I'm like, if we back the take up off anymore, take up back, take off Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> take off back up anymore like and we shorten the running like i'm not going to be able to make it so uh we back he goes nah man it's all right and back the fucking thing up yeah and i i ran at it a couple times i'm like i'm my bike either kind of lugs or it spins on the rubber mat and i got straight at it once and my bike spun the whole way up the rubber mat and i was like fuck it i'm committed and decked the shit out of it and the guy from the circus is like oh. I, same thing i hit it once i rolled off the floor 
And he goes, you're not going to jump it again? And I'm like, no, nah, I'll just deal with it in the show, I guess. And he's like, well, let's just move the fucking setup that way, like 10 feet. And I said, that's what I've been saying for fucking like 10 minutes here. But he don't want to do it. And he's like, well, now you're dealing with me. So we pushed it that way. So I hadn't ridden for two months. I jumped the thing once at the final gap. And then before the sh- we pushed the whole setup like 10 or 7 feet, I think it was towards the landing and then i didn't ride it until the show and eighth jump was a backflip so I was like all right here we go there you go Put it all right with dan i'm not dead yeah. so it all worked out <clears throat> yeah sometimes having a bad practice makes for a good show actually yeah i used to i used to always have to jump everything and then get away from it and chill out and then when i go back i'm all right but like the initial one, usually unless like I just gel with the course right off the bat, I'm usually not that good with tricks and stuff. You know what I mean? Until I go away from it and then come back and it's kind of like, I don't know, I'm able to process it or something and I ride the course better normally. <clears throat> right. I totally agree with that. Um, a lot of times I'll do that just at practice. I'll kind of take a break for a minute take your helmet off, just chill, talk to somebody for a little bit and then, then go back and ride again. Exactly. Get the course down, get comfortable on the jumps and then step mm-hmm. away and then go, okay. And then, uh, go out and start, you know, doing tricks and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know why that is, but yeah, I think, I think a lot of riders are that way. Your second practice in the show, I think it's because of the crowd and the energy yeah. and stuff like that. But, um, but even even to go out and ride the second practice, you almost always feel better than you do the first practice. I almost think some of it's probably nerves of first hits, you know. And then once you get that all that out of the way, and then you can go back out and you just know where to turn and everything. You know, it's it's easier. You're already kind of. I mean, I think it's probably a lot of it is also like anything when you practice something, you get better and better. So once you ride that setup. You know, when you go back to it, it's kind of muscle memory already. Yeah, a little bit. Although I feel like if you were to do one 20-minute practice or two 10-minute ones, your second 10-minute one, you're going to feel 10 times better than you would at the end of the 20-minute practice. Yeah, I agree. Um, It's something about taking that break and, like, letting your body deep. Every time he gets deep. I get used to the area or whatnot. But I don't know. Second practice is always better. Yeah. Do you That's agree weird. with that, Nick? Somebody should, start a, somebody should start a study. Well, I think it's kind of like why the guys are on uh, ellipticals yeah, yeah, or uh, on bikes before the race. It's almost like you get your heart rate up and then it comes down, but not as much, so it's ready. Maybe yeah. you, you black, you, uh, froze up Kenny. So that's why he started talking. Yeah, so maybe. You know. No, that is definitely what happened. Cause you locked up and then Kenny was like, I'll fill this dead air. Um, no, I think somebody should do a study, but I would imagine, like I said, I think it's you get, <clears throat> I don't know, maybe visualization. You get to process the stuff and think about it. You know, because visualization's fucked up, right? How many times, like, if you visualize your whole run and everything's going good, 
versus if you freak out before you go out and ride and you're like, oh, what if I crash? Like your runs are totally different depending on your mindset before it. Right. Oh, absolutely. That's why Nick was always like, yeah, oh, go ahead. What? Nick was always like, oh, shit, I'm going to go short. And then you would go long. You know, I could ride out long. <laughs> hey, you Kenny, say, you Kenny? remember doing a show in um, Alabama? There was like um, Trevor Vine, Scott Murray, you, Chuck Carruthers. And then that one boner kid came up short in intros and crashed into the wall. It was like uh, somewhere in Al- or Arkansas. Arkansas, yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. uh put on event. Yeah, yeah. I was that, that kid. They had a drink sponsor, like a, a water <laughs> yeah, company or something. Twisted Fusion, right? Twisted, there you go. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So I somehow snuck into that show, and then uh, an intro, calling your name, and I was all anxious because I'm like, these are all these guys I looked up to. And I fucking just barely clipped that landing, bounced a little bit, and then <laughs> lost the front end. Oh. Yeah, that sucked. But then I beat yeah. Scott Murray in the whip contest. And he was all mad about it. That made my day. He's like, how did you beat me? I'm like, Scott, have you, have you seen your whips? <laughs> yeah. Did you get docked after that? Me? Yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't make it any further. I was yeah. going against no, I said, Kenny did you Park get, Truman. He docked your pay after that whip, after you, he lost whip. I wasn't contest. riding for Scott. Uh, I was riding for Dan. You yeah, for sure. So then I was talking shit. I would have ridden for free just to beat him. I would have stolen his gloves. Just to make him mad. I would have stolen his gloves. <laughs> I would have auctioned them off for myself. Have you ever ridden in garden gloves, Kenny? Uh, I can't say that I have. <laughs> Those are construction work gloves. Don't ever tell him they're garden gloves. He gets extra, extra mad. That's I love why, telling them that. Exactly. That's why you tell them they're garden gloves. Yeah. These are not garden gloves. No, they're for washing dishes. Then he snaps. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> are you doing any rally car racing? Or what happened with that? Not, not anymore. Um, I did for a while. I did for uh, 06 through 09. I did quite a few rallies. Um I actually did really good in, in 06. I won uh, two championships, rookie of the year. Um, had a 100% finishing rate. We finished every we entered. Uh, but basically, I just ran out of money. Even with winning uh, stuff, it was just yeah. so like, fuck. Yeah, it's, it's an incredibly expensive sport. And there's very little like TV coverage or anything to it now, or even even back then. So, uh, it's hard to find a sponsor, you know, it's, it's kind of like going to watch an enduro race or a cross country or something, you know, you're off in the woods where there's not many spectator areas. You got one super special ever can have spectators around, but you know, at, at the very most, you might have a thousand, maybe 1500 people. That's sponsors aren't really into that. You know, they want TV coverage with millions. Right. So. So what were you driving? Was it a Subaru or? Yeah, actually, my first year, I shit froze up again. And a, 
And then from there, I stepped up to a Subaru all-wheel drive, the STI version. What did you have the first year? Because you broke up. Uh, Volkswagen Beetle. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was actually the the same the blue one from the it's a cute car commercial. Um, it was actually that car that got built, and I think that that Volkswagen ended up winning like nine national championships or something. It, it was incredible. What like after you sold the car, or did you ride it for drive it for a team or something? Or? Ride it? Um, no, it was uh, most of them were before I bought it. Um, but I think even after I sold it, I think those people did win a, a rally cross championship with it. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> did you we, cut the fenders got, on it or have an extended grip? <laughs> <laughs> Not have an extended grip, but I will say the. the Volkswagens back then, they came with a little vase up by the front that was supposed to have flowers in it. We had zip ties instead of flowers. So it made it a little more manly. Hold on. And that's how we were how fast we were going. If we finished the stage and there were still all the zip ties were still in the little holder, then I was driving like a pussy. So, exactly. I thought you were just spitting dip in that little vase the whole time. He's straight edge. He wouldn't put that in his body, Nick. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's not Oklahoma straight edge. <laughs> that's true. That's true. In Oklahoma, dips just like no. That's Tennessee. The most dip chewing women I've ever seen is Tennessee. Hundred percent. I don't think I've ever seen chick. No. Exactly. Go to te- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we were at Nelson Fest, like right outside Nashville, and the girl. She's probably. 15 or something like that um attractive looking turned around had a big old dip in and i was just like what (laughs) like and coming from new jersey i'm just like like the whole top of my head's blown off because i'm just (laughs) guys don't even chew in jersey barely kenny just did a shoulder check but you're like she's 15 (laughs) 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 nobody's hearing this (laughs) My dog's clawing at the door. Uh, <laughs> I'm assuming uh, I didn't associate with said uh, said. Just you know. end it there, Clint. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> she was at least 18. <laughs> I wasn't on the podcast. <laughs> the question is, who sold her that tobacco? That's the real question. Clint. At, at a loss, just to get to meet her. I just gave, no, it was a gift. I gifted that tobacco. Oh, my gosh. Dude, that's the thing. You know, like uh, tobacco and um, liquor, you can't have if you're underage, but weed's illegal for everyone. So you can just give that to anyone. Maybe no? in your, your crude state. <laughs> that's true. Unless you're handicapped or whatever the fuck you get it for. You got pain. It's legal here, dude. Or in Illinois, it is. Yeah, they just made it legal. Oh, that's because you guys are super liberal. Guns are going to be illegal soon. I guess they'll take those away. (laughs) They already are, aren't they? (laughs) In the city, they'll trade your guns for pot. Yeah, (laughs) in the city, they're illegal, and it's like people are getting shot. A couple people every day. (laughs) Dude, that should be an option of the buyback program. You could just get pot. Oh my gosh. They want to sell the pot. 
<laughs> These are entrepreneurs around here. <laughs> they would steal people's guns if he turned it yeah. in for pot to sell. And then the cops would sell the guns back. <laughs> Oh, fuck. They, if the government's listening, that program is going into we're ta- effect. We're talking to an Oklahoma boy year. who could just carry a gun whenever he wants. What's Louisiana's <laughs> gun laws? Uh, I'm pretty sure we have open carry here. Yeah. You should I, try that one out real quick. It's uh, that's, that's good. Because we allegedly shot bullets in the air in a parking lot in... Uh, Louisiana <laughs> a decade ago. But. You allegedly, huh? <laughs> it can neither be confirmed nor denied. Although I've told this story a couple of times. Uh, yeah, we were, the monster truck guy, we were drinking for hours. Then the, well, so te- Georgia, I'm assuming Louisiana the same way. Your truck is an extension of your home. So you can have a, a weapon, a gun, loaded cocked everything in your vehicle so that's how georgia was uh so i think we probably unloaded them or something but we got we're after the event they're like fixing their monster truck shows and he wasn't his crew was and he was just he's the owner of the truck he was just getting drunk and then finally he's like yo i got my 45 so he pulls it out and he's showing us that he got a new one and then Dan and I are like, we got guns too. So then we started all comparing guns. And then next thing you know, he just points up in the air and he's like, bah, allegedly. And then, <laughs> and then Dan's face light, lit up and then he shot in the air. And then I was like, well, obviously I'm going to shoot into the air. And then there was a security guard, allegedly, uh, all this allegedly, there was a, <laughs> there, there was allegedly a security guard like 30 yards away. And I'm sure he's just watching out the window. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like these guys have dragged for the last three hours. I'm probably, unless they start shooting at things, I'm just going to leave it alone. <laughs> right. I like how Chris missed like five allegedly's. And he goes, allegedly everything. <laughs> allegedly all that stuff in between there. <laughs> Same night, same night that Hawkins is like, you, why don't you drive my, you want to drive a monster truck? I'm like, yeah, it's on like the little roller skate wheels. And he's like, go ahead, drive it into the trailer. And I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> I, I've never been in one of these before. You want me to try to fit it into the trailer? It's a horrible idea, which right. I, I kind of did. And then somebody else jumped in there and like kind of steered it in. I'm like, this barely fits in here. And I'm drunk. <laughs> You've seen those videos of people like ride, trying to ride a motorcycle into the back of the truck and they jump up the cab. Oh, yeah. I can yeah. see you doing that with the monster truck driving exactly. in the front of the trailer into the hauler. Exactly. I was like, I don't want any part of this. Because the cam is so big on them that just idling, they're going. Oh, 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 oh. And I'm like, right. dude, I'm not getting this in there without just taking a wall out. Look, he's switched to the hard stuff now. Yeah. I'm going, going for some water now. <laughs> he's getting the fluoride to go to bed. Oh, shit. <laughs> Dude, his water is soft as fuck down there. I guarantee it. Right? You can never you can never wash the soap off in the shower, can you? Yeah. No, it's, it's not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's dance water. Everyone in the shower, like, you can hear people like, I can't get the soap off. 
<laughs> Which uh, water is softer, Louisiana or um, Oklahoma? Definitely Louisiana. Oh yeah. Huh. Dang. Do you have a well water? In Oklahoma, I bet Louisiana. Uh, you know. No, both of them are on uh, uh, rural water or city water. Oh, you guys are getting fluorided. Yep, we are. <laughs> Kenny's our type of guy, Nick. He he didn't even he didn't even go. What are you talking yeah. about? He knew exactly, fluoride. He's like, he, no, no fucking way. <laughs> he knew exactly <laughs> what we were talking about. <clears throat> are you worried about it, Kenny? No. No. You're just ready to be docile for the government. <laughs> he's got a beard. I don't think he's worried about that either. <laughs> He's like trying to avoid this as bad, as hard yeah. as he can. No, I was trying to think of something clever to say, but like, if if the water out of the tap was the worst thing that I drank, then well, so be it. Is that tap water in your bottle? Yeah. Oh man. Well, it went through the fridge. It's got a filter and then the cooler thing, you know. Look at uh, <laughs> me and Clint drinking like tequila and beer. Going, dude, are you drinking water with fluoride in it? Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, they're trying. They're trying to, they're trying to control you. They're trying to control. Oh, they got us. <laughs> Not this tequila. This is freeing. This frees your mind, man. You want to expand well, your mind? Drink some yeah, tequila. Oh God! Here we go, Joe <laughs> Rogan. <laughs> You ever had DMT tequila? <laughs> DM tequila? Have you? Ever, <laughs> how horrible of a of a drug would that be? A tripping tequila? You dr- you get drunk tequila I drunk like, and trip at the like same tequila time. Tequila and any more than a, a a margarita. I feel like I'm the only one that would like that drink. For sure, you're experienced in both. <laughs> no, I've never done DMT, DMT tequila but. and then. <laughs> Cowboy Kenny with sweet tea with a uh, chaser a of lemon, water, maybe chaser of water, a little shot of fluoride. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your favorite conspiracy, Kenny? Yes, I don't know that I really have any conspiracies. Did we go to the moon? I don't know. That's it. Yeah, that's there it. we go. That's a good uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got it- questions. So you're saying there's a chance we didn't? I, I honestly, I don't think we did. Oh, there we go. We that's a conspiracy. For, I love it. For the fact that we went in the '60s, we still and we've been. never been back. It's been 60 years, and we've never been back. Why and not? What's the on this podcast? And we're a couple hundred miles away. Are we what? I said, what's the delay in this podcast? We're a couple hundred miles away. He talked to the president on the phone from the moon. 100,000 miles away, 200, whatever it is. Instantaneously in the 60s? Yes, president. Great to be here. (laughs) That's a good, I've never heard that theory about the call. In the 60s, they had a direct call and there was no delay. Like a five second delay. And now they go to the space center or the space station, which is like way closer. And it's, uh, I don't know, 10 seconds, five seconds. Still. But we've never been back. Kenny knows what's up. Uh, Well, nobody knows what's up, but we're fucking. 
Somebody does. You're going to catch some heat for this one. Somebody knows. Dude, given the rodeo clientele, he'll probably get more rodeos. (laughs) (laughs) Straight edge. Rodeo stuntman claims we never went to the moon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he thinks, I wonder what would get you more. Do we want closed borders or open borders? We're like, if, if the borders are open, more Mexicans can come to the rodeo. Send him to the moon. That doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, I'm, I'm definitely for closing borders. Like, Come here. Absolutely come here, but do it legally. Yeah, I agree. Yo, it's like I said it to people that were like, oh, man, that's bullshit. We should let everybody in. I was like, you work at a job, right? What if just whoever showed up for the day got paid at the end of the day? And so then you just had thousands of people showing up and being like, yeah, I was here today. And then you had to pay them. I'm like, how long would that business last? Probably not very fucking long, would it? Yeah, they, they can go open borders. I'm just not paying taxes anymore, and then nobody can get tax money. See what ha- see how long that lasts. Uh, <laughs> right. And insurance is such a bullshit. Don't get me started on. Yeah. This. Uh, hey, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> dude. First off, I've figured out I've been hurt fairly regularly. If I had saved all the money I spent in insurance every time I got hurt, I could have just paid it off in fucking cash. But we're not, nobody's, nobody's programmed like that. You got to gamble on your own health. That's right. You got to bet against yourself that you're going to get way worse fucked up. And you you were making the bet as a guy who's going to get fucked up. Exactly. And it backfired. Imagine your average person. Exactly. This is only two, three, four years at the max in between uh, injuries and still with two, three, four years, the amount uh, that I paid per month. If I'd put that away, I could have just cash paid it out. But it's funny. The whole country is set up like even how about these commercials for, hey, pay for this insurance in case your car breaks down. We're yeah, just how about just fix it. You get, Yeah. Yeah. They're like because car because parts are expensive when you have to replace it and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, but if you pay for that for two years. By the time your transmission blows out, you already could have bought a new fucking transmission. Like, but just nobody saves it's, anything. It's just like coronavirus. You're scared, fear, everything. Right. Like, I'd much... hey, Kenny, when you do movies, do they offer insurance? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, unionized through SAG, the Screen Actors Guild. He's part of the problem, Nick. Oh, He's a union. shit. <laughs> 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 you remember Team America when they had uh, Screen Actors Guild, but they called it the Film Actors Guild? <laughs> <laughs> it was fag. Uh-huh. <laughs> so every time they'd list an actor, they'd say, F-A- they did put fag after their name. Really? Yeah. I don't remember that. was a good movie. You got to watch. Well, I don't want to get them kicked out of nothing, but no, that gonna, was a good fucking movie. You're going <laughs> to go and watch it and be so offended now. You didn't realize to be offended before, Kenny, but now you know. Right. How old are you? Pretty hard to offend. How old are you? Forty-one. Ew. We're basically (laughs) the same age. Um. Yeah, I'm forty. 
I'll turn 41 in October, unfortunately. But Nick's a baby. Hey. What are you? What are you? Thirty. How old are you, Nick? Thirty-six. Thirty-six. Yeah, that's not that young. Yeah, little young whippersnapper over there. <laughs> Get out of here. Do you still have all your hair, Kenny? Let's see it. Am no, it's, it, it's 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 thinning, thinning for. Let's see that bald dome. At 41, man. At 26, I was like, fuck. I'm in trouble. <laughs> oh, he's got hair. Yeah, you're good. Clint, you fucking loser. 26, yeah, I was like, word, this train is off the tracks already. We're heading down a bad path. <laughs> <laughs> At least you started shaving it, not just like piecing it over. But it uh, slowly got shorter and shorter and shorter. I should have just, I should have just committed to this way sooner. But I just I went through a long progression of. You went through like a little soul patch situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Save whatever hair I can. <laughs> yeah. Well, now it's fine because I have plenty of hair on my ears and back to make up for it. So. <laughs> Sounds like you almost said nuts right there. <laughs> yeah. No, my nuts yeah, have been hairy. I've had oh I've had sideburns and pubes for a fucking long time <laughs> see this is why people watch this kenny they want to get to know you not like uh you know my bike ran great i uh, adjusted the clickers and swapped the pull rods here's a sticker <laughs> went for it sent it Look at all the Jeremy McGrath um, helmets that Nick has in the background there. Um, that was my deal. Look at so both of them were signed except for this one. There we go. I had to keep wearing because I didn't have enough money for another helmet, or my dad didn't, <laughs> so I wore that one up. <laughs> Did you? My ever... dad caught him at Redbud with both these. He had both He's of like, them at the same time. He, uh, we, he quit signing. He was going up and down the line, and I was waiting there with this helmet. And then Jeremy's like, I got to go, guys. And he fucking leaves. My dad's like, nah, fuck this. We go around the back of the – it's when they still had the box fans. We go around. Dad's like, Jeremy, boom, you got to sign both these. He's <laughs> like, come on, guys. Signed them. And then I wore one, and that one's still signed. If I was Jeremy, I would have yelled at your dad, and you know that's true. Yeah, I know. And then uh you would have seen what – my dad would have fucking dropped Jeremy. He's like, you're going to sign this fucking helmet, dude. This kid's been waiting. <laughs> um, damn, I was going to ask you a good question, and I forgot it now. Oh, yeah. Do you have any good memorabilia from your, like, who did you look up when to when you were young and going to Supercrosses with Guy? Like, and did you get any, like, cool, did you get to meet anybody <clears throat> cool or get any cool... He was he was uh, teammates with Chicken back then, huh? Yep. Um, yeah, I got to meet a ton of the, of the racers from the late '80s, early '90s. Um, Jeff Stanton, Jean Michel Bale. Uh, got I got to meet Chicken. Uh, even Bob Hanna came back to Oklahoma to ride with Guy at one point. Um, Roger DeCoster before he was team manager at. Uh, KTM. What was, he was team manager of Suzuki. Oh. Or wasn't he... He was team manager at Honda for a while. I think... Didn't Guy ride 125s for him at Honda? 
maybe I feel like the um, timeline would have lined up there. Yeah, I don't know. Guy rode Honda up through 89, but he was on a 250. Um, he rode 125 outdoor and 250 yeah. supercross. And then uh, 90 through 97, he was on Suzuki. Mm. 90 through 96, somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely I got to meet, you know, most of the most of the old racers that from that era. And, um, Jeff Stanton was one I always looked up to. Jean-Michel Bale. Um, obviously my uncle guy. Um, yeah, those, those were two of the kind of the idols that I had their post and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Those are two good ones. That's sweet. Um, I got to meet Damon Bradshaw just, uh, last year and that was cool. Cause that was, I mean, Stanton too, obviously, but like, I think probably, Bradshaw is a little more like mystery to him, I guess, because he left the sport and stuff like that. Like I like Stewart now, like there's a lore to him, you know, because they were kind of like elusive. Um, right. And, and he was just super cool. So that was cool. I hate it when I meet somebody that I've looked up to for a long time and they're just a douche. You're like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should not have met you. <laughs> <laughs> I used to like you. <laughs> I think as a kid, that's how I felt when Jeremy's like done signing things. He wasn't a douche, but as a kid, you're just devastated. My that's when my dad was like, "Nah, fuck this. We can't have it end like this." You're like, he's like, my kid's gonna ride these weird shows that like monster truck shows and stuff. And if you don't sign this, it's gonna just break his spirit. Yeah. That's all I wanted. He knew that would be it if he didn't get that. Well, I'm glad he saved your riding career, and it turned into this. Look at us. Like, we're famous on the internet. We're harassing Kenny Bart <laughs> live. Uh, all right. Well, I guess we'll stop harassing you. You made the hour and a half that we try to make. All right. He, he, he never responded <laughs> when I was like, hey, we prefer you have an adult beverage. He just never responded to that, and now like I know that. why. Yeah. He's his, own, he's his own man. <laughs> you ever smoke the reefer? No. Never, yeah, hey, never. Hey, ever. you drink beer? No. You ever smoke the reefer? <laughs> Listen, he's probably... A heroin, never damn. Are you... <laughs> I bet not. you've gotten hurt and taken a pain pill. That's synthetic heroin. You dabbled. You drug I, addict. Not very often, but I have taken them. Dude, you druggy. I know it. <laughs> he's like i didn't take them i just crushed them up and put them in my ass <laughs> that's not that's not doing drugs yeah it, yeah exactly it's not like you put them in his vagina because that would be intercourse the butt is fine <laughs> God. that went weird or not <laughs> yeah way weird he's <laughs> he's a greek he's uh, a young greek lady Young Greek woman. <laughs> <laughs> or Jewish, right? Either one of them. <laughs> now, we're getting, now we're going into history. Right? Those are the two oh, cultures shit. that do anal so that they remain a virgin. Allegedly. I don't know about Jews. Allegedly. Maybe not Greeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the second time I'm going to dip out of this podcast. No. All right. Don't dip out. We're <laughs> No, you were in here talking about underage girls earlier. That was you. 
feeding him fucking booze and weed or something. No, I gave her tobacco. (laughs) (laughs) He he doubled down on it. (laughs) Dude, Kenny's kid can watch this. I know. That's why he hasn't commented in the last like five minutes. Yeah. He's He's just thinking about his kid on a tablet in the other room going, oh, shit. Uh, he's not on that. <laughs> All right. He's probably asleep by now. I would hope so. He better be nine o'clock. You better go shut that. I I off the router real quick. Nine o'clock. Who's <laughs> going right. to bed at nine? Are your kids asleep, Nick? I hope so. They eight ain't. o'clock, dude. Yeah, right. I mean, I yell at him at eight, but then yeah, exactly. And how old's your kid? Your son? Who? Ike. Kenny or me? Yes, your kid Ike. <laughs> Ike? Do I have kids? Uh, Ike six. Exactly. He's still but he up, has Kenny. To know, but usually after his last cigarette, then he's tired. <laughs> he's done. <laughs> his last cigarette's at eight thirty. <laughs> I go. He's passed out. Brent's still finishing her wine. Dad, I'm not ready for bed. <laughs> Right. He's like, he's like, my one kids more, are fucking straight. One more sig, one more sig, Dad. I swear <laughs> I'll sleep through the night. <laughs> All right, <laughs> we just lost whatever sponsorship we had. Uh, like, Thanks, Kenny. You totally <laughs> fucked the show up. Just <laughs> <laughs> insult the guest. It's all my fault. Sorry. Ah. <laughs> uh. uh. All right. Well, if you can think of anybody that wants to talk about this stuff, just don't point them our way. We'll All right. talk conspiracy theories with them. There you go. Fair enough. <laughs> well, it was a blast, Kenny. Yeah, it was a good one. Yeah, Get, absolutely. Tapping into your wealth of knowledge here on uh, Freestyle Contest. I mean, you have, seriously. You've been around years. Yeah, you've been around this sport since the very beginning and you've rode at a high level of events, you know, like uh we've done this I've done this, you know, probably a couple years less than you, but I never rode anything as cool. So you know all yeah. you've been to all the all the good stuff. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's been a hell of a ride. You know, I've I had a very blessed career, man. I I've, I've got to ride pretty much all of the top events and that's it's been a great great ride and your uncle's guy <laughs> <laughs> he froze up right we did froze gave him a dig did he freeze up or did was he just didn't want to answer that one he's either. just gonna do this for the rest of the time <laughs> <laughs> no what was it you said your uncle and then it, I, it froze. I said i said uh you had a hell of a career and your uncle's guy <clears throat> Yep, exactly. Sky guy Cooper. Sky on your mom's mom side, dream. though. On your mom's side, not on your... On the mom's side, yep. Don't we clarified that, it Don't get that here. mixed up again. <laughs> he, she, them, whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, dude. We're going to... I'm going to open this up and sign it. No, that was the wrong one. All right. I'm signing this off the internet, everybody. Later. The AI doesn't respect Clint. It's blinking, which I don't know what that means. There we go.